Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm George. And I'm Amanda. George and I are both in Zephyr A. This is season 32 for George and season 28 for me. This is day five of season 100. Our first question asks us for the acid that makes up the injectable dermal fillers of Restylane, Perlane, Juvederm, and Belotero. Yeah, so this question annoys me very much, but not because it's necessarily a bad question. Just that when I think of, uh, well, first of all, I recognize two of these things. I've heard of Restylane, I've heard of Juvederm. Um, and when I think of injecting something into my face, uh, acid is not really my favorite thing to have come to mind. Mm -hmm. And so moreover, I couldn't get past the idea. I thought of different acid things with acid in their names that are used in dermatological preparations, hyaluronic acid, retinoic acid. Um, there are probably others that I just, you know, that I've read on shampoo bottle ingredients or God knows what. Um, and so none of those seemed right because, I had been used to hearing about them in preparations that you just apply to the surface of your skin, mm -hmm. that they're not things that I knew were injected or anything like that. The only thing that I've heard of being injected as a dermal filler is collagen. And I was like, I don't think that's an acid, but maybe I just don't know that it's, you know, it's a term that's been around for a long time. I thought perhaps it was the more um you know commonplace or or almost layman's term um compared to what its official name which is collagenic acid or something something along those lines basically um because it was really the only thing that i have ever kind of associated with that kind of procedure um and so i did put down collagen because i was just like you can't actually inject something named acid into your face <laughs> That was my sort of essential objection to this whole thing. Uh, I just figured that I had heard uh, the the woman from Desperate Housewives, whose name I can never remember, mm -hmm. uh, on <clears throat> some sort of beauty product commercial being very precise in telling us about hyaluronic acid. Yeah. And I figure, well, if it ain't that, I don't know it. I absolutely <laughs> do not know it. Um, so I will go with that. And, and I also thought like, well, yeah, but I'm pretty sure she wasn't selling something injectable, but then I figured it's the beauty industry. Mm. Who knows whether it actually works in whatever <laughs> form she was selling it, or in fact, in, you know, the dermal filler form or whatever. Right. They're, they've never been, uh, you know, uh, precise enough to just to look at themselves and say, well, maybe this doesn't actually help anything. <laughs> They'll sell it anyway. So I figured, sure, I'll go with hyaluronic. And I think I basically know how to spell it. Yeah. Uh, and that is the correct answer. Mm -hmm. Well done, I guess. I, yeah. um, sure. I'm happy. Use what you know. I, I uh, feel like somebody's going to underdefend that. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I would, I would, I might I put a three on that for you. I yeah. don't know how these questions, but. Entirely possible. Um, yeah. Entirely reasonable. All right. Uh, moving on to question two. Um, we are given the quotation, People do not give it credence that a young girl could leave home and go off in the wintertime to avenge her father's blood, but it did happen. Uh, noting that that is the start of a 2010 film, which is a new adaptation of an older novel 
that had been previously adapted as well. This one took me, uh, I won't say some thinking, but it took me going away from the question and coming back to it hours later. Mm-hmm. Uh, as it, When I first read it, I was like, oh man, I'm going to know this, but I can't think of what it is. It's not Kill Bill. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm, I'm trying to think of like, you know, uh, women, woman's revenge fantasies, movies, mm-hmm. generally. And so, okay, I'll, eh, I just can't think of it. I'll, I'll move on later. And then later when I sat down and opened up the, the page to take a look at it again and put in some of my answers, as soon as I read it, I thought, oh, wait, this is, and, and I kind of had this visual in my mind of a small blonde child roughly our eight-year-old's age mm. in kind of a, uh, a an Old West, sort, sort of that semi-desert uh, setting, you know, outdoors, everything very brown and gray. And it immediately clicked for me that this is True Grit, mm. the uh, John Wayne movie that w- later was a Jeff Bridges, Jeff Daniels, one of those guys. Well, if I know. Uh, movie that... It was basically made for the same reason to kind of you know, get a get a guy that everybody liked in Hollywood a chance at an Oscar. Yeah. Um, I think it worked for for him. I know it worked for John Wayne, mm. uh, minus the everybody liked part. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, and and I remembered uh, at some point learning that the the movie was made from the book, and it was like optioned. I think before the book was published, or just immediately when the book was published, and it was. Uh, before that sort of thing happened a lot more often mm. as it does today. Uh, so it was notable back then that yeah. a book that had just come out was about to be a movie. Okay. Um, but I was pretty confident that this was true grit. Yeah, I've never seen any of these, any of those adaptations or read the book. And so I ended up just going with Mulan because the language of the quote just okay. sounded yep. Yep. Uh, appropriate to mm-hmm. uh, a movie that was, you know, having kind of a formal introduction mm-hmm. that's supposed to sound as though almost like it's translated from mm-hmm. another language, someone speaking formally. Um, and so, but I, I was pretty sure that was incorrect. I know the, um, I have, I doubt there's a novel out there from 1968. I don't think 2010 is when the live action Mulan came out. It was much you know, more recent, so mm. I just didn't have anything else to guess. Reasonable, reasonable. Yeah, I, I, I had thought of Mulan. That was one of the first things I thought of when I was first looking at the question. Yeah, and, and just thinking, and almost immediately setting it aside. Just kind of like, I feel like if that was for, if that had been directly adapted from a novel, Thorsten would have pointed out that like it was an older story than that. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> I knew I had it wrong. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> but yeah, no, no. I just that you know, I, I had forgotten that that was the very first thing to pop into my head, mm-hmm. and that I, I I don't know that I actively rejected it, but I didn't think too much more about it as I was reading them early in the morning. Yep. Uh, instead, I and True Grit was the correct answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead, I went on to question three and figured, okay, I'm going to be able to get this. I just got to think about it. Mm. Uh, it asks us, what was the Central African Republic briefly known as in the 70s? Right. And notes that it was due to the actions of the president at the time. Um, and also that it was an only slightly modified name. Yes. So um, 
I didn't know this one. I, I, you know, that's a level of detail of history that I have not studied or anything, although I'm trying to learn more and more. Um, but I thought the slightly modified thing, you know, meant that we had to have something that's very close to what it, uh, currently is obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so I thought, you know, probably the, the African Republic part seems like it must have stayed about the same because we're talking about someone who was president during this period of time making a change that did not appreciably, as far as I know, turn it into a different form of government or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So I thought, okay, the central part must be what was modified. And so for, I thought, you know, probably they wanted to retain the same initials. Sure. Um, so I considered things like the communist African Republic, like, mm. could it be something that was um, kind of suggesting that, you know, the actions of the president were uh, making some kind of modification here. Mm -hmm. um, and finally, I thought, well, it talks about it being slightly modified, which tells me that most of the name is intact. So what if it's the centralized African Republic, mm. like if they had centralized the economy of the country okay. and that okay. kind of only worked while this one person was president. Sure. Um, and then they went back to just central because that was just the geographical kind of um, prosaic name of the area, I guess. Um, so I thought, you know, I didn't necessarily think that this was right, but I did think it was a cleverly rationalized uh, answer that maybe could be right. So I put down centralized African Republic. Reasonable. Uh, I kind of came about it the same from the same direction mm. uh, thinking okay it's going to be close uh, probably only one word of difference mm. uh, and i figured that maybe the actions at the time and i and i thought maybe they changed the republic part maybe it became mm. the central african democracy maybe oh. it became the central african something else sure. i just couldn't think of anything else that would have worked uh in the 70s like he didn't declare himself king or emperor or anything like that that would be crazy mm. uh, and you know he it wouldn't be the craziest thing that a, an african leader did in the 70s i'll admit but still it just seemed like the kind of thing that wouldn't have lasted for several years and the like right. uh, so i thought maybe he declared it an islamic republic mm. as a lot of countries around that time were doing yeah um, so I thought maybe it's, it was the Central African Islamic Republic. Okay. Also perfectly cromulently mm. reasoned. Yeah. Uh, but the answer was the Central African Empire. Which amazes me. Like, you, yeah. you, were, the, you were the president. Why, why would you declare it, your country to be an empire? That's yeah. insane. It is really odd. All right. Yep. Um, Definitely something that I should read up on. <laughs> it sounds <laughs> yeah, like there's a story a going on there. Isn't it? Yes, uh, indeed. Uh, question four uh, continues the streak of things I know very little about, uh, asking us for the nickname <coughs> of that's used as a last name by a female MMA fighter that she adopted from her ex-husband, who might also be an MMA fighter it isn't quite clear what he does or what anyway we're supposed to know something about this person 
Uh, I didn't know this story, but I knew there's an MMA fighter who goes by Chris Cyborg. Mm. Um, and that that fit there. I figure, okay, so I can have the ring nickname. Yes, her name is Christiane. That would abbreviate to Chris, C-R-I-S. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Cyborg. <sighs> so, I just figured there had to be something in the name of this ex-husband mm -hmm. that would tie to anything. Reasonable. Because if it's a Yekioid question, I'm not going to get it anyway. Um, and so, my only hope is really, like, if it's just, like, Chris Cyborg is just, as far as I can tell, utterly unrelated to any of this. Mm -hmm. Like by like nothing in the question would make you go oh definitely cyborg is a likely right. nickname for these people um and so just looking at the ex-husband's name which was prominently listed in the question i thought okay maybe he went by angel because angel's in the middle of that first name actually i can't even tell if the ex-husband if that's his first name and surname or if that's a two-word surname. Oh, or, double barreled. Yeah, like, Evangelista yeah. Santos. Kind of like, I don't know. But since it's a very, you know, it is a Hispanic or um, I guess not, it might be a Brazilian last name, Latinate, you know, sounding like something that derives from religiousness because Evangelista Santos, you know, um, I thought maybe they plucked kind of the angel part out of the middle of that first name. And thought that really? that's not that I, I I did think about the whole connection with Chris Angel and that that's a whole different you know field mm -hmm. and everything, but I thought sure you could have that uh, as kind of an ironical you know MMA fighter nickname mm -hmm. you know be the Angel of Death or whatever like, um, and just I had nothing else to go on in this question so I put on Angel. Uh, that was Chris Cyborg though. Yeah. And yeah, I I don't even know. Evangelista Santos is his full name. Okay. Um, I, I don't know where the nickname came from. Yes. Uh, Why would anybody know where the nickname came <laughs> I from? I mean, I, I don't know if he uh, had some reconstructive surgery at some point or whether he just <laughs> moved like a robot. I don't know. But yeah. yeah. They called him Cyborg and she took that name. Okay. Question five asks us for a literary term derived from the French for to stuff. Mm -hmm. And describes it very, uh, fairly precisely um, about broader humor, ludicrous scenarios, hyperbolic actions, etc. Um, and to me, that just that plus the Frenchness suggested farce to me, um, because that's I feel like a somewhat popular comedic genre in France for French film um, is you know like bedroom farce and other types of farce. Uh, I also thought it was plausible that farce would be related to force, like to, you know, to force something into something is similar to stuffing something. So um, that was close enough for me. I, I was pretty sure that farce was what was described here. So that's what I put down. I just never landed on that. I tried thinking of things like that and surrealism kept coming into my mind. Mm. Think, no, that's not. That's not where surrealism comes from. This isn't described surrealism. You know, I tried to think of things like Dadaism. No, that's not it either. And just, I couldn't think of anything that fit and nothing, just nothing came to mind. And damn near went with Commedia dell'arte. Mm. No, obviously that's Italian. That can't <laughs> be correct. 
Oh, yeah. Um, so basically, I just punted and gave up and figured, okay, French for to stuff. Uh, typically, when you want to translate an English word into French, if it starts with ST, you just start it with ET, and it's basically the same word. So maybe this is étouffée. <laughs> uh, I think that is kind of the source of étouffée a little bit, but uh, it is farce yeah. in this case. Yeah. So, yay, there's one for me. <laughs> uh, moving on to question six, uh, we are asked to name a sheep milk cheese that might be locationally associated with a literary hero in Spain. Uh, so it took me a couple of thoughts, but I, I quickly landed on, oh, the, the literary hero is Don Quixote. Mm-hmm. Um, and that led me to, oh, he's the man of La Mancha. Mm-hmm. So he must be from La Mancha, unless La Mancha means something else I don't know. Um, so Mancha cheese. Oh, Manchego. Manchego. Manchego? I have no idea how to, how to actually Manchego. pronounce it. Manchego. There you go. It's very much like La Mancha. So, uh, yeah, I guess it's Manchego. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that was my thinking as well. It took me a little while to joggle loose, like, somehow I know where Don Quixote is from. How do I know that? <laughs> and, like, yep. finally I kind of came around to, well, what's the, the musical about him? Oh, that's Man of La Mancha. Right. Ah, okay, so that was Manchego. I know that, you know, if I know nothing else, uh, cheeses definitely stick with me a little better. Um mm-hmm. So, yeah, I didn't really consider any other possibilities once I kind of worked out that little logical chain to to get me to the root of the word that mm-hmm. comes from the location, uh, which I did not know. So this is a fun little Today I Learned trivia question. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I also put down Manchego. And that was correct. Thank goodness. <laughs> I'm going to get a whole point out of this day, Ugh. is what I suspect, out of my two questions. Yeah, I would have... I Defended Manchego pretty low for you. Yeah. Being a combination of two things you're pretty good at. And uh, farce is also a language question, which I, I yeah, am pretty I, good at. I too. hope I would have figured that for you. I think I defended it badly. I gave it three in my main rundle mm-hmm. because the person has a relatively low literature and language score. Well, okay. Relatively in a rundle means they're only like 750. Right? <laughs> but, um, I'm, I'm hoping that they either know it and think it's so obvious that they zero me on it or Mm. that they were also just, you know, couldn't grab it. I wouldn't have defended it hard on you at all. Um, Well, if I was, I was very surprised that that one slipped by you. Just didn't, didn't land. I just never, I never Mm -hmm. thought about what does this word come from? Mm. And I don't know. I don't, I don't think of farce. I don't know. I, I just think of it as more, simultaneously more mannered and less uh kind of absurdist Hmm. than it often is okay Um, even though i know that's wrong it's just (laughs) that that's kind of the connotation in my head of you know the the door slamming farce Mm -hmm. that requires a certain level of gentility Mm. and you know it's the the absurdity the, the, the word absurd to me always seems more surreal than it really ought to so ah, that's okay. part of it. Like for a while, I was thinking, well, it's not Python esque, even though all of these <laughs> things seem to apply to Monty Python stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I kind of was briefly thinking, is the Python is the snake named that from the French for to stuff? No, that can't possibly. Be. 
Yeah. So it was, I, was I was strange. happy to hear that you only got two and other friends of ours scored fairly low because mm. that always makes me think, oh, maybe I can pull out a defensive win here today. Who knows? Well, I guess since I beat you so badly yesterday, you're yeah. allowed to enjoy that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it for today. Tune in on Tuesday for more post-game analysis. Follow us on Blue Sky at Learned Lag, now with all the vowels. And remember... Don't forfeit. Don't cheat. <laughs>